0: This has been the Fantasy Forecast Podcast with Anita Marks. Get your questions ready. The Fantasy Forecast with Anita Marks starts right now.
1: Good morning, good morning. Well, well, well. Who told you to take the 49ers, Ty? Who told you to take the 49ers? Hopefully you did. Did you, boo? Boo? I take the silence as a no. I don't know. Anyway, uh, you're listening to Fantasy Forecast here on 90. 90- I did not. I did you not did not. You Come on, man. I'm just such
2: but a listen, Darren Rogers guy. You know this. I couldn't bet against my guy last night.
1: Well, it wasn't about betting against him. I, you know, listen. I, I didn't put any money on the 49ers straight up. Mm-mm. I, uh, I I did play them plus six, and I did use them as a two-team teaser, and I teased them up to plus 12, and I aligned that with the Rams, who uh, are going to. Uh, take on Tom Brady in a subpar offensive line today, and I teased the Rams up to at that point in time, I want to say the Rams were uh, were plus three and a half, so I got them at six, seven, eight, I got them at nine and a half. So um, so that's how I played the 49ers, but man, what a game. What a game. We're going to break those two games down for you in just a second, but as always, I like to set up the show. Again, this hour is called Fantasy Forecast. I know that, uh, you know, of course, you know, leagues are over, but hopefully people are a lot are playing in a lot of dfs so i'm going to give you uh, a dfs lineup heading into today's two games uh, remaining as we know the rams taking on the buccaneers the bills taking on the kansas city chiefs in this hour we'll hear from some of the best pre- precost precost i can't even say it well, hold on let me take let me take a, another sip of coffee i don't know what's going on with me mm. I get paid to talk for a living Ty and I'm having a hard time doing it. We're going to, we're going to sh- we're gonna share with you the best in the business uh, of uh, handicappers. Uh, there you go. Let's just go with handicappers. Aaron shots from football outsiders, Randy Robles from, uh, from the Elias sports Bureau, as well as Lee Sterling from Paramount sports, uh, just to kind of uh, give you some insight in regard to some of the gambling tips you might want. Maybe you're heading into today's slate of games up playing with house money. Uh, hopefully you are I, I I pretty much broke even because I was all over the Tennessee Titans so uh at the beginning of, of the week I I play the Tennessee Titans and I bought the hook down so I was laying like 130 to win 100 135 to win 100 and then as the as the week progressed and more news was coming out with with Cincinnati's defense uh, and the injuries that they were experiencing and just reading more about this matchup and doing a deeper dive into the matchup I was like I don't I, you know what Titan's gonna win straight up so um, I started playing them at minus three and a half, and then prior to the game, uh, I played them as a two-team money line parlay with the Kansas City Chiefs. So unfortunately, I was a loser with the Tennessee Titans, and got to tip your hat in, in with the Cincinnati Bengals. Again, we're going to break these two games down for you really quick, just to take a look back before we, we look forward, um, but also... I, I mean, Ty, don't you feel that Jimmy Garoppolo story is something really great? Like, you know, he's he's in New England. The Patriots draft him and and you know, it's evident that he was going to be the heir apparent. And then Tom Brady wants him out of New England. Does doesn't like the fact that he's breathing breathing down his neck. So Tom Brady gets him shipped out of of New England. And he goes to San Francisco. I think San Francisco got him for a second-round draft pick, which was great. And then he's there in San Francisco struggling, you know, always one of those, like, mid-tier middle quarterbacks, you know, can win football games but can't stay healthy. And then all of a sudden the 49ers go out and they mortgage their future and give up a a buku of draft capital to move up and get Trey Lance, who... I've been saying since day one, a lot of people have been saying since day one, you know, North Dakota State, not a large sample size of experience, wasn't ready for the NFL. So, okay. So because we went with Trey Lance over Mac Jones, we're going to use Jimmy Garoppolo as a bridge quarterback this season. And now look, they're going to be playing in the NFC championship game. And don't, don't for one minute think that, you know, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, he didn't have a great game. Okay. But he had clutch. He was 11 for 19, 131 yards, and an interception. But he had key throws. He had big time throws in big time moments that he hooked up with Kittle uh, in those skinny posts down the middle of the field to, of course, help set up the upset field goal by the the 49ers. Let's be
2: honest, Anita. He did everything in his power to throw that game away. Well, the reason I, why they won that game wasn't because of Jimmy G. It was because of the the special teams for the Packers. Well, no, both de- both, team, both
1: game both game both games were special. Th- both Cincinnati beating the, the Tennessee Titans special teams, and and this is and, and I'm great. I'm glad you brought it up because really at the end of the day that's the theme. But he made some he made some big time throws. He made some big time throws in that weather that fourth quarter. That weather was horrible. I mean, Aaron Rodgers looked like crap. So
2: I mean, they still scored what thirteen points. So it's not like I I don't know if you if you would agree with this, but if you are of the mindset that Jimmy G was just being used as someone who was going to um, just allow Trey Lance to come in and play next season, I don't think anything has changed. Over the first two games because they, they they beat the Cowboys, they beat the Packers, but really had not 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 much to do with Jimmy. G. Last. I just I
1: totally disagree with you. There's no way Trey Lance comes in and wins that game for them. There's no way, no way. I, I, I,
2: so we just disagree. I, Jimmy okay, G that's didn't do, fine. He didn't do anything special last night. It was I disagree. I disagree defense. with you.
1: He he made the, the the crucial throws that he made on third and long to Greg Kittle were. Money. I mean were money and they wouldn't have been able to move the chains. They were third. It wasn't like it wasn't like third and two. It was third and long. They would have had to punted. They would have had to do something like the the, the throws that he made in, in the crucial moments that needed to be made to move the chains were huge beyond the score yeah 13 points but look he finished with 100 The Green Bay Packers yards. and the Aaron Rodgers only put up 10 Yeah
2: because the the Niners defensive line was what won, that, won them that game and had it not been for the block Well punt, the they the, put the Packers six, they put up six The Packers defensive
1: off. the Packers defensive line the Pack, both defenses were playing sensational it wasn't just like one side of the 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 coin was was had a great defense they both I mean Jimmy almost got picked off a, a few times he was he, he was he was under duress the whole game
2: Anita so I, I, I'm I, I obviously watched the game last night I, I I don't remember the third down throw you're talking about to, to he do. had
1: three huge third down throws to Greg Kittle in the middle of the field
2: George Kittle to, oh, but George was...
1: Kittle to move the chains to keep their drive going so that they could get in field goal position. Yeah, no, You're he, talking
2: about the possession before that where they turned it over on downs when they went went for it on fourth and one. On that possession where they, they kicked the field goal, uh, Garoppolo did hit Kittle for 12 yards. But then it was Mitchell. Um, Samuel had had a big run. I know, on but what I'm saying is
1: that 12-yard tw- that completion was huge. And he had another one the previous spot where you said they went for it on fourth down. Okay, I mean that's on Kyle Shanahan. I don't. I I mean, you know, they. Why, if you're going to go for it on fourth down, why are you going to run the same play that didn't work for you the first time you went for it on fourth down and didn't get it? So to me, that was that was a bad call on Kyle Shanahan. But listen, I'm not sitting here. This is a crazy argument. I'm not sitting here telling you that Jimmy Garoppolo is a top ten quarterback in the NFL. That's not what I'm saying. But I'll tell you what, the the 49ers are going to match up extremely well against whatever team wins today. And if the 49ers go to the Super Bowl, I guarantee you they're going to have a really hard time selling the fact that they're going to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo to Trey Lance. That's for sure.
2: I don't know. He finished 11 for 19 for 131. It's yards. not about the stats. No touchdowns in one pick.
1: And and and, <laughs> t- and, and, t- and tell me, tell me, Aaron Rodgers stats. They scored Ty.
2: six points. Uh, I'm not. Tell hard. me Aaron Rodgers stats, Ty. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, what it was 20 of 29 for 225 yards. I'm not saying that he had a great game. Uh, all I'm saying is the Niners won that game on defense and on special teams. They scored more points on special teams than. They I did understand. On
1: I understand what you're saying. All both games yesterday. This is crazy. We're arguing about nothing. I'm not sitting here telling you that Jimmy Garoppolo is the best quarterback in the NFL. Ty. What I'm telling you is there's only a few quarterbacks that have that type of. I mean, he was just cool in the pocket. He wasn't stressed out, and he made some crucial. He made some crucial um, completions when they needed to move the chains. That, that, that's what I'm saying, and there's very few quarterbacks in the NFL that could do that, especially in those weather conditions. And Green Bay Packers defense came to play as well. So, I, I, you know, again, I just I, I think I think it's I think the 49ers are going to be hard pressed. And go back and, and look at Jimmy Garoppolo's stats the last like ten weeks of the season. He led all NFL quarterbacks in a lot of categories, completions. And also going into this game, he was eight and five on the road as a dog, which is the best record, eight and five straight up, or I'm sorry, thirteen and five, thirteen and five on the road straight up. And it's the best record of any quarterback in the history of the NFL in the in, in the Super Bowl era. So now make that fourteen and five on the road as a dog. So you know, stats are one thing, but the plays that he made and what he was able to do um, in those crucial moments that they needed to move the chains in order to keep the drive alive to give them a chance to upset the Green Bay Packers, some of those throws were huge. So I, I think the 49ers are going to be in a, in a, in a, in a especially if, if they win the next round, whether it's going to be the Bucks or the Rams, I think the 49ers are going to be in a, a, a really difficult situation to decide what they're going to do. Um, I think that they're going to be able to either if they do decide to move on to Trey Lance. I think that they they're going to get a, a much better, pretty amount for Jimmy Garoppolo based on what he was able to prove this season. And um, and if not, they keep him. I I don't know. I don't I don't know. It's 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 going to be interesting. But my whole point of opening the show up is his his road to where he got. It's just, you know, he gets, you know, Tom Brady wants him out of New England. He gets traded to the 49ers, you know, the first few years he's there. He's their starting quarterback before they draft Trey Lance. You know, he's dealing with health issues, you know, can't, can't stay healthy. Isn't a starting quarterback in the NFL. And then all of a sudden the 49ers go up, they they mortgage their future to go get Trey Lance. And now he's having a season like this. Um, You, it makes you want to pull for the guy, makes you want to cheer for the guy. Because, you know, he's just, he's been up against it pretty much his entire career. So, anyway, that, that was my, really my point. Um, but again, now the 49ers win 13-10. to 10, And they wait for the winners of the Bucks and the Rams uh, today. And then, of course, earlier the game, the, the, the Cincinnati Bengals 19, the Tennessee Titans 16. And Ty, as you said, special teams. And, and on Daily Wager, I've been talking about this game on Daily Wager all week long. But All these games. And when we get into the postseason, these teams are so good that you have to to talk about special teams. During the regular season, when you're talking about really good teams playing cellar dwellers, and look, we saw how horrible the Patriots, the Eagles, the Steelers, they didn't deserve to go into the postseason. But when you get to this point of the year, special teams matters. And for the Cincinnati Bengals to go out and draft McPherson, rookie kicker, from Florida, and what he was able to do, he now has 11 50-yard field goals that he made this season, most in the NFL in the history of the NFL of 50 yards in a single season. He went four for four yesterday. His longest of 54. He hit the 52 for the Bengals to win. Special teams so crucial in that game, and of course, special teams so crucial in this game in regard to the block punt. Um, Green Bay missing a field goal. Right, Like that field goal getting blocked and, of course, um, the 49ers making the field goal to seal the deal and, of course, to win. So special teams is so important and not enough is discussed, especially at this point in time uh, in the season. And that's why, again, I know we're going to break down the Kansas City Bills game. Big reason why I'm leaning towards Kansas City, special teams. Uh, they're special teams, head and shoulders, a lot better than the Buffalo Bills. So uh, it's, it's, it's really going to be interesting. By the
2: way, uh, Anita, can I just point this out real quick? Um, Yeah, on the biggest play of the game, third and seven, uh, they were, I believe, on the Green Bay thirty-nine, and it's clearly a a situation where it's like, uh, if you don't get it, you don't know if you're going to kick the field goal. They ran the ball with Debo Samuel on third and seven, so that that's just my point. Like, to me, the win had nothing much to do with Jimmy G. It was, it was mostly okay. We disagree. It was the defense, and and it wasn't
1: Debo. Look at his stats. And we he just, was but injured. You
2: just, but you just said not to focus on the stats when it came to Jimmy G. But, but I'm, I'm people, s- but you, know, but, like you
1: are, but you are you're st- you're focusing on the stats. What I'm saying is I'm not saying that the, that the reason the main reason they won was because of Jimmy Garoppolo. What I'm saying is his performance in his clutch throws in his cl- in his clutch timing with Greg Kittle was a big reason why they were able to move the chains on third. It's a, it's it's a mu- it's much di- more difficult to. Have a completion of third and eight, third and seven, third and 10, especially against that Packers defense that came to play with Smith active and the weather conditions. And so you've got to give credit where credit's due. That's all I'm saying. Like Jimmy G made some crucial, great, like clutch throws in that game to help the 49ers win. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying they won because of Jimmy G, they won for a lot of reasons. Yes, main reason defense, absolutely. But their rushing attack wasn't wasn't fantastic last night. Usually I, I want to say, you know, they they put up they put up 131 total rushing yards. I'm sorry, they put up 106 total rushing yards. Elijah Mitchell only had 53. Debo Samuel only had 39. Usually Elijah Mitchell, he averages somewhere around 85, 90 rushing yards a game. Debo Samuel averages somewhere about 55, 60 yards a game. So I, I'm just again, I, I, it was a, it was it was a collaborative effort. But I just think Jimmy G was was money when he needed to be. That, that's, that, that's my point, Ty. That's my point.
0: This has been the Fantasy Forecast Podcast with Anita Marks.
1: We're going to hear from uh, Aaron Schatz in just a second. But first, we've got Chris in the car. Chris, welcome in. How you doing? Good morning.
3: Good morning. Thanks for the show, you guys. How you doing on Sunday? Great. Excellent. I was Look, I was listening to you guys, and I, uh, I, I, I can't disagree more about Garoppolo. I think Garoppolo is... Did his job as far as man managing the game, but there was nothing that I saw save for a, almost a lucky throw in between two defenders on the sideline yesterday that made me think that Garoppolo really did anything to put together really helping his team. 11 for 19 is fine, but that's spread out over the course of the game. Is it better than Rodgers? No. Did Rodgers do much better than him? No. But the reality is, is the defensive line kept the minute, and a blocked punt really, the special teams were the game. There's nothing, Chris, I don't understand Chris, I, agree why, with you. I don't Chris, understand I, why they get it. I just don't understand why he gets a pass.
1: How like, does he get a I, pass? I, he does. How does he get a pass? A pass for Barof- what? So many
3: people give Barofalo a pass. I just a I pass don't get for it. what? Though. I don't though? understand it.
1: A pass I mean,
3: for what? Over the course, throughout the course of his career, it's like it's not just yesterday. It's a. You look at the man and you look at him as a as a quarterback in the NFL, and he is. You know, he is one of the most middling. If you took all of the players that are middling quarterbacks in the NFL that have won a playoff game, whether you make the in spite of argument, I'd be willing to bet that most of their numbers are even better. Tigo's numbers, he had 316 passing yards in a horrible career with two touchdowns against the Steelers, and all anybody remembers is one touchdown pass in overtime. Well, yeah, that to me is already, like, incredible. Wow, the Steelers were supposed to blow them out. Well, guess what happened? Every now and again something happens. But yesterday there was nothing about his game throughout the course of the game that made me think that he was even that he was helping his team on the field.
1: Okay. And that's fair again. I, I and, and thank you for the call. I respect your opinion. I totally disagree. You know, on the drive that unfortunately stalled on the fourth down because Kyle Shanahan ran the same stupid running play. Um, he completed an unbelievable pass in the middle of the field to George Kittle for 24 yards on third and 11 in those weather conditions in the playoffs under those conditions, the stress, all of that is pretty impressive to me. And then when they, the, the drive that of course they, they kicked the field goal, Jimmy Garoppolo to George Kittle, 12 yards. And then he had a, a 14 yard uh, completion to uh, Debo Samuel as well to help move the chains both times uh, to help set up the field goal. So, Stats, again, nothing to write home about. I totally agree with you and Ty that the defense and special teams really were the two crucial elements that helped the 49ers win that game. No denying it. But Jimmy Garoppolo made some really good clutch throws when he needed to. That's all I'm saying. That's my point. Anyway, um, let's let's start focusing on the games today. So uh, here's Aaron Schatz. He's from Football Outsiders, and of course I tee him up first and foremost in regard to that Rams and the Tampa Bay game. Now that line, by the way, it's been fluctuating opened up at minus three and a half. The Bucks were favored, but because of all the injuries to the Bucks offensive line, it's now anywhere between uh two, two and a half. So Aaron, how are you playing this first matchup?
4: Yeah. Um, you know, the Rams offensive line is not in the best condition either. Andrew Whitworth has been declared out. So uh, the Bucks were the better team over the course of the year, but the Rams were the better team in recent weeks, particularly on defense. Their defense has really improved, even though their offense hasn't been nearly as good. The Bucks have those injuries at wide receiver, so they're you know really down on depth at wide receiver. I, I uh, If needing to play this game, I would go with the Rams and the plus three. I also like Matthew Stafford, and this may sound odd given that I just picked the Rams. I like the Matthew Stafford under, Two hundred and eighty point five passing yards. The Bucs' run defense has not been as good in the second half of the season, and I think the Rams will be able to run on them and want to run on them. So Stafford will get some big plays because they'll set up big plays with that running game. But I, I'm gonna go under two hundred and eighty point five yards for Matthew Stafford.
1: Love it. And last but not least, the game everybody can't wait to see. And that's Sunday night, Kansas City going up against the Bills. This line opened at three, it dropped down to two, some places one and a half. I think this is a three point game. I, I'm on the fence here. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I lean towards Kansas City because of special teams and no Tredavious White on the defensive side for the Bills, but I'm really curious. What's your play in this matchup, Aaron?
4: Yeah, honestly, I, I wouldn't play this with someone else's money. This game is so <laughs> it's going to be really good, but it's so close. It's just really hard to pick a side in this one. Um, if you made me absolutely have to pick I would go with the Bills just because they're getting points but this game is really even I mean our projected line for this game is zero so I would go with the Bills and the points I also would go with Josh Allen over 50.5 rushing yards over 7.5 run attempts
1: I love it I love it. Great stuff as always, Aaron. You rock. Uh, check him out. Football Outsiders, as well as uh, he contributes to a, 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 a plethora of content on ESPN, ESPN.com. Check out their chalk site as well as their NFL site. Aaron, good stuff. I'm, I'm really. I'm hoping that you know. Obviously, this uh, weekend's slate of games far exceeds the crap we were dealt last week. That's for sure. Um, And so, you know, this this is the real deal. These are the contenders, not the pretenders. These are the the teams that, you know, fought tooth and nail to get to the postseason. This is going to be a good one. And so appreciate your time breaking it down with us, my friend. Thank you so much.
4: Here's to more close games and fewer penalties.
1: There you go. (laughs) You said it in a nutshell. Again, he's Aaron Schatz uh, from Football Outsiders. Still a lot more coming your way here on 98.7 ESPN. Let's listen in. This is Lee Sterling from uh, paramount sports talking about this slate of games heading into this afternoon and first and foremost Lee, let's break it down the rams and the bucks
0: so i lean the rams and and that's one of the reasons there i mean look at the pass rush i mean they are really coming on right now uh th- even the eagles had four sacks in that game uh von miller Looks like he's rejuvenating. Remember, go back to the 2015 AFC title game. He had three sacks and an interception in that game. So he seems to play his best ball in big-time situations. But I think the under might be the better play. Now, this is the reason why. With this Bucs line beaten up, and you got Ramsey, who's going to be going one-on-one with Evans, the only real advantage it looks like the Tampa Bay has is Gronk. And I don't think you're going to see Gronk catching balls you know, down the field for 30, 40 yards. I think they're going to play man under and over on him. And uh, I think – I'm not saying you're going to be able to shut him down totally, but they hold the Mike Evans to three or four receptions or less, and Gronk is five or six or less. Um, It's going to be tough for for Tampa Bay to score a lot in that game. then also, Tampa Bay's defense has finally all of a sudden gotten healthy here. So, you know, I have trouble, you know, riding with Matthew Stafford. You know, he's just a guy that sometimes just – has one of some of these games. He does some stuff like Carson Wentz does. He just does some dumb things with a ball. And if he gives up a pick six or turns it over twice in his own territory, you know, it uh, could spell trouble. So I think the better play here is the under. I'm going to go under 47 total points.
1: I like it. I like it. Um, I like and, the and under. The last, but again, the last I... thing
0: on that game, Alina, Anita, pace of play. Both teams are in the bottom five. Pace of play.
1: Um, I, I again, I, I like, I like the under in that, but yep. I, again, I'm just everything, everything that I'm hearing out of, out of Tampa Bay, you know, even if like, so for example, everyone's like, Oh, he's getting Leonard Fournette back. Yeah. But is Leonard Fournette yeah. going to be a hundred percent? Probably not. Right. Like, no. you know, Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, um, uh, Giovanni Bernard, we saw Giov- Giovanni Bernard step up last week, but like all right. three of them are dealing with injuries, Right. Um and as you all, said, all really good must, is,
0: all good things must come to an end.
1: Also. Must come to an end. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yep. All right. Um last but not least, and a lot of people feel, you know, if these two teams weren't in the AFC, this very well could be this year's Super Bowl. And man, what a good one. They saved the best for last, that's for sure. And that's the Bills going up against Kansas City. Kansas City, this line fluctuating, minus two, minus one and a half. I think it, it will do that all the way through uh kickoff. But let's just assume, because right now I'm looking at it, it's saying minus one and a half. The over-under is at 54 and a half. This is the highest total on the board as well. What say you, Lee Sterling?
0: Two incredible quarterbacks. And Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, I don't think, will be affected by the weather. So you can count that out. Buffalo, I mean, just dominated that first game. Now, Kansas City was not playing well. But I don't think that all of a sudden – that Kansas City's going to figure out Buffalo. So Josh Allen, as we saw last week, you know, when he doesn't find someone open, he can put the ball under his arm and run fast. I mean, we don't see too many guys that are, you know, 6'5", 240, and run four seven forties, and not just run, he'll run you over. So um, he is scary good, and they're healthy on defense again. Their linebackers are making plays in space, and I love their two safeties. I think they're the best uh, combo in the game here. And a lot of people don't realize this. The only team in the playoffs that's top five in offense, top five in defense, the Buffalo Bills here. These are the best two teams in the NFL. It's a shame that they're meeting here in this round. So I like Buffalo here. I'm taking them plus the points. I think they win this game in a shootout,
1: 37-30. Here's my – here's – I have two concerns, right? Like so so first things first, like I I think I'm on the fence here. I think either team can win. Won't be shocked yeah. if the Bills win, won't be shocked if Kansas City wins, right? And and I think that's why this this line is where it's at. Two things that had me leaning towards Kansas City. Lee. Okay. One is special teams. Tyler Bass yeah. has not been great. Meanwhile, you could say Buckner arguably one of the top three top five field goal kickers in the nfl and i think this game will be decided by a field goal by three points number two no Tre'Davious White, and one thing that we have seen is when this bills team goes up against a good legit quarterback without Tre'Davious white that defense it rears its ugly head you had tom brady back what week 14 the bucks put up 33 points 480 total yards, and a lot of that was passing yards because no Tre'Davious yep. White. It, it, it yep. you know, you you don't realize it when they go up against guys like Mac Jones and the Patriots, or you know, other teams that have subpar quarterbacks. So that's I, I just I just think, think the matchup too. is going to be better for Mahomes. That's all.
0: Okay, here's a way to play this game. I like Buffalo. I think this game is going to come down to the wire, unlike any other game. I'm almost sure of it. So. If you want to kind of hedge your bet, pick your other favorite game, and put Buffalo and tease them up from one and a half or two, all the way up to seven and a half or eight.
1: Yeah, no, no, that's that's exactly how I'm. So I'm so how I'm playing this game. It's exactly I'm I'm taking Kansas City minus one and a half, minus two, and I'm going to use the Bills as a two team two team six point money line. Uh, uh two team. I'm sorry, two team six point teaser. And I'm going to tease yep. the bills up to eight and a half, seven, okay. uh, you know, seven and a half, eight, I'm going to tease them up. Yep. And, and I'll, I'm going to align that with the 49ers at plus, plus 12. Okay. Okay. There you or go. maybe, 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 you know, you love, you love the under, right? You love the under in the Rams Tampa Bay game. I mean, heck, I can right. tease that up to what, uh, 54 and a half, And I'll play the under yeah. there. Yeah. I, I think, I think, I, I, I think you're right. Like, you know, if, if, if if you have conviction out there that this Bills Kansas City game is going to come down to three points, then I think you could go either way.
0: Great great way to look right? at it.
1: Anyway. Yeah. Uh Lee, you're awesome as always. So appreciate your time here on uh yep. on on our program. Again, Lee Sterling Paramount Sports, check him out. He's gone 9 and 0 the last 2 weeks here on Week and Wager, which is really really fantastic. Lee, always appreciate you, my friends. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks,
0: Anita. This has been the Fantasy Forecast Podcast with Anita Marks.
1: Let's check in with Randy Robles from the Elias Sports Bureau. Randy, what are some of the great nuggets Elias has for us on the two remaining games? Obviously, let's start with the Rams and the Bucks.
5: Again, Tom Brady. Very it's challenging to bet against Tom Brady. I mean, he's seventeen and three over his last twenty playoff games. To put that into perspective, how good that is, no team in NFL history ever went seventeen and three in the playoffs. So he's done as an individual what no team's ever done. So uh, again, you want to flip that coin 17 times or 20 times. It comes up head 17. I'm going to go with Tom Brady again. Now, in addition to that, Tampa Bay eight and one at home this year, seven and two against the spread. They've scored 28 or more points in seven of the last eight uh, last eight games overall. So obviously, they're uh, they're they're a juggernaut. Now, as for the Rams, to me. They were not a great team against great teams this year. In other words, they were four and five against teams that finished the season at 500 or better, and that includes last week's win. So, to me, Rams kind of unproven, kind of overrated against Tampa Bay, who, despite the injuries, just are just beasts at home. And I'm going to take the, I'm going I'm going to give the points and uh, count my money on Monday morning.
1: It sounds to me okay. So we're three games in. You're giving us all these great insight, great nuggets from the Elias Game Plan app and, and all the unbelievable information uh, you brainiacs over there uncover. But th- there, there's a common theme here, and what's happening is you're taking the best quarterback in every game. That's what I'm seeing right. here. So, so really, it leads to our fourth and final game with two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And you've got Kansas City at home. Again, that line is fluctuating, minus two, minus one and a half, going up against the Buffalo Bills. And, uh, and of course, uh, Josh Allen. So I am, I'm on the edge of my seat right now. Randy Robles, what, what do you have here? And what side are you on in this matchup?
5: Oh my gosh. I mean, this is, this is the game of the week. No question about it. They're All great games. Like you said, uh, all, all four games, this is something to look forward to. I mean, it feels like, uh, it feels like, you know, when kids say I need three more sleeps until, until Christmas, this is how it feels like all week, <laughs> week for these games this weekend. Um, for Buffalo, you know, it's been out there in in the press that we, that they were the first team to score on first team ever to score in their first seven possessions, uh, score a touchdown on their first seven possessions of a playoff game. That's known. What's maybe not known, and this is a great stat that was given to me by Alex Stern, one of my colleagues at, at the Elias Sports Bureau. He 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 pointed out to me that the Bills set a record this year. Five times they had a what they call a, a clean sheet on offense, and what that means is they didn't turn the ball over, and they didn't allow a sack. They did that five times this year. That's an NFL record. And just for good measure, they did that again against New England this past weekend. And also, one of the five times, one of the six times now, was against KC this this year. So I think that their offense is, as great as they are, I think are even underrated, believe it or not. And so for that reason, I like Buffalo. As for KC, as for KC they kind of struggled against teams that were they had great defenses. If you look at their last four games they played this year against teams that were in the top 10, they only averaged just under 21 points per game. So for those reasons, I mean, it's going to be a great game. But I just think that if they played it, played it 10 times, Buffalo would probably win six. So for that reason, I'm going to, I'm going to take Buffalo.
1: Again, that's Randy Robles from the Elias Sports Bureau. A number of these gentlemen join me each and every week, Friday night on our, uh, our gambling show, We Can Wager, brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk, believe in your game, believe in your bet, BetMGM Sports. That is the show.
4: This has been the Fantasy Forecast Podcast with Anita Marks.